beautiful people. Welcome back to another epic week of Conscious Combos. Guess what? This week was a big one. So I've actually split it up into part one and part two just because Bea and I had too much fun recording this. It went on for two hours, so I just had to split it. So don't forget to listen to both the episodes. Part one, we go a lot into recognizing our triggers, what they mean, how we can take responsibility for them. We touch on a bit about people pleasing, saying no, the spiral, the power of reframing your beliefs and stories in order to change your life, how to be kinder to ourselves and the importance of self-honesty and self-responsibility in growth. And a cool one was using the people around us, the support system, our friends to help us in our journey of growth and in part two we go in deep on emotions which is one of my favorite topics ever and we talked a lot about the importance of honoring our emotions and feeling them and the truths that they are trying to tell you and how to go about navigating that and we also touch on a bit about the masculine and feminine in part two so without further ado let's get this rolling Guess who's back? <laughs> back again. again. Becky's back <laughs> <laughs> with her friend. Bea Maz. Bea Maz. Maz. Well, <laughs> we just went on a yeah, tangent there. Ho- that's not going to be part of the podcast. I've recorded everything. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm not in control at all right now. That's another thing. Need for control. That's another basic, <laughs> basic need that a lot of us have yeah. is the need for control. Yeah. So that we can feel safe and, or at least we can tell ourselves that we feel safe. Yeah. Um, which is a paradox, really, it's, because we're not in control. Even no. when we think we're in control, we're not in control. No. So it's, a, it's, a, it's one of my favorite stories to continually unpack. Why do I feel like I need to control everything right now? Oh, I've lost control over something that's happening inside yeah. me. Yeah, therefore I don't feel safe. Therefore so, my survival is threatened. Yeah. So I need to tell like everyone what they need to do exactly how they need to do it because I'm freaking out on the inside, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, guess what? You're not in control today. <laughs> I know. Welcome to Conscious Combos, BMS. <laughs> ba, ba, do you have like a cool... Ver- like verbal <laughs> musical intro yeah like welcome to oh no i don't because i felt really gay like re- <laughs> recording that <laughs> because i had some sick music that i really like but i was like what do i say all i wanted to say is welcome to conscious convos it just felt weird like it already feels weird to talk into a microphone you know this oh yeah now. this is weird as hell yeah we're sitting, we're sitting in my room <laughs> in my house with the desk in the middle with this giant almost mics <laughs> right in my face and yeah i can hear myself which is yeah hilarious. how do you think i feel when i sit by myself in my room <laughs> talking to myself about a certain topic or like recording certain bits it's great weird but I it's love very it. therapeutic just imagine the audience <laughs> All of you are with us today. Yes. Summon them. <laughs> Whether, well, actually, you're not listening because it's not live. So, um, those <laughs> of you who, who um, are tuning in, are with us. Don't disregard the spirit guides. My intention <laughs> for this podcast is that everyone who tunes in feels like they're in the room with us, having this chat. No, I'm actually not being obnoxious. I, no, I know it's true. Um, because yeah, it brings context, right? So it's like, why are we here? Why do we want to talk about it? Um whatever it is that we actually end up talking about yeah it's because it matters it does matter it matters to me and it matters to you to a degree and 
Um, Otherwise, I wouldn't have asked you to be here. And also, it is if I believe it's of value, then why wouldn't I share it? Right on, sister. And it's something that I pondered yesterday. And, you know, we talked about it in um, one of the levels of the spiral with you. It's like I'm not responsible for how my words land for people. Mm -hmm. But I am responsible how I choose to express or not express certain things and mm. and the intention from <clears throat> which it comes from yeah um and it's a constant juggle because <laughs> it's a fine line between yeah imposing your opinion on someone or sharing it and going you know what the person that wants it will will take it and if they don't that's fine and mm. that's the bit that i'm discovering it's so important to constantly detach myself from whatever it is that i potentially want as an outcome from like for this person mm-hmm. i'm going to share this truth with you mm-hmm. and i want to influence you but i also at the same time need to be okay with this meaning jack shit to you like you know if i am if i'm attached to an outcome and i am often finding myself in that moment you know when i share i'm like i really want this to mean something mm. and i want you to realize this and it's mm. hard to be because then i feel fucking rejected and i'm mm-hmm. like why did i waste my time but if I flip my intention around, if I can do that in a moment, then it's like, well, I'm not wasting my time because I am still having this thought. I can take it back. I can share it somewhere else. Yeah. And it's okay. Yeah. It will be one for another time. Yeah. And that so resonates with me because when I started creating this, I had to really surrender to the fact that, you know what, this isn't going to resonate with every single person. Because some people just, it just won't. Mm. And I'm not everyone's flavor. Mm. And that's okay. But what matters is that I'm living in my truest expression of my truth. Mm. And stepping into that, owning it, Mm. which, thanks, Spiral. Thanks. (laughs) Thank you, babes. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Dane Um, Thomas. Thanks, Dane Thomas. Shout out to Dane Thomas. (laughs) You're coming on my podcast. (laughs) Yeah, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, and just fully allowing myself to own that and be like, well, you know what? I was, I'm still doing this for me. Mm. And even if like literally one other person heard this, like oh, no one heard this, I would still enjoy this so mm. much because we're having conversations about things that truly matter to me. And I'm yeah. learning from it, I'm growing from it, you're learning from it, you're growing from it, and it's co- we're connecting. Yeah, and it's exactly, it's actually quite funny, not, not funny, but... Mm. um timely yesterday i was having this amazing conversation with um one of my closest friends and yeah that was like the the so many realizations happened but one of the biggest ones that really landed for me again is that i learn through speaking Mm. and i get the most amazing realizations when i talk and i don't know exactly how it works and it's also a a mutual thing it's like Mm. you throw something you throw a perspective or even just your presence Mm. it's like i can hear myself through your yeah through your presence and i'm like wow okay this is actually i'm saying this for the first time but it's so true wow (laughs) i need to write this down (laughs) that happens to me all the time my friend um jara she called it a cauldron it's like there's a cauldron between us and i'm throwing something into the potion and then you're throwing it and then we're like looking into it and it's like oh my god now it looks like this it's like fuck i never thought about it that way um and then reflecting back Mm -hmm. it's like oh what you're saying is actually making me think of this Mm -hmm. and i'm like boom there's another truth bomb whether that's actually fucking true in the whole for the whole world it doesn't matter because in the moment it changes something yeah i'm realizing something with you and i'm learning something new and it's awesome and i love it so that's why i i talk so much (laughs) probably (laughs) and that's why i'm so happy to welcome you to the conscious convos podcast we're finally starting it 
Um, first, before we begin, what are you grateful for today? Oh, that's funny. I'm grateful for... This is going to sound so fucking stuck up, isn't it? Nah. I'm grateful for a fight I had with my partner this morning. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. Um, he's If he's going to listen to it, he's going to probably hate it or laugh at me. <laughs> um, fight, conflict, um, trigger, w- whatever the word you want to put around it. Um, and a reason I am <laughs> grateful for it, I guess, it's because I've learned something new again. And it's what we discussed. It's like, I am this weird breed of people who likes to get triggered. Me too. <laughs> and I'm the weird breed that I actually, not even secretly anymore, I enjoy when people are triggered and they own it. Mm. Because what happens is, yeah, you, you are offered a gold at the end. Like you are offered a, a new perspective and it is a opportunity for you to like either learn something, grow, move on. Yeah. Um, realize something that you need. Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful for that. Um, and I'm grateful that I am actually just sitting here and talking and not like hating it. <laughs> what you, excuse me? Well, Were you planning on hating it? Well, I, I told you that I was like, I actually got triggered around it yesterday mm. when you sent me all these different bullet points and mm. what was coming up for me. It's like, who am I to speak about this, you know? Yeah. And I know it's common and I told you the same thing. Dude. You're like, oh, there's this legit. It's like the expert trigger so it's yeah. like hmm, like what what value does it actually bring and did I do My enough voice. research and at the same time I'm not coming from a place of like I know everything mm-hmm. and I need to prove that I know everything yeah so I am grateful that I'm here having this opportunity to I guess sit in that and realize that it doesn't matter how many books you've read and it but to me it's not the most important thing to mm. me it's important to yeah, keep 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 speaking it and keep talking and keep opening to a possibility that we can learn from just conversation. Like I wrote this thing yesterday after an epic day of discussion and conversations that asking the right question and also being open to someone telling you an absolute truth in response and especially if it's a reflection about you and you're really willing to hear it, it's the best self-development there is 100 if you're ready yeah this is actually like the best Mm self-development tool and it takes i believe it takes some preparation to get to that place where we can fully truly honestly be like okay i am realizing that i'm doing some things that are not great or i'm realizing that i'm not seeing fully what everyone else sees i'm gonna be extremely vulnerable and I want you to tell me exactly what it is Mm. that you think or feel or what do you think that was Mm -hmm. what do I do where can I improve yeah not because I feel like I'm not enough but because I've I know that I can do better yes and I know I can keep growing and relationships with people who you trust are like the best place to do that Mm. like screw any kind of therapy you know like just just talk to your friends. <laughs> yeah, but like the real friends that are willing to just give you that no bullshit real talk. With the right intention. With the right intention, it. yeah. Yeah, not yeah. the intention to cut you down, but the intention to meet you with your intention. Yeah. Like, yeah. what do you need from me? Uh, you mm. need me to be honest because you have this desire to grow. Mm. Or you want to see something that maybe you don't see. Mm. Great, I'm going to do it. Yeah. It might be uncomfortable, but, you know, I'm asking for it. Yeah. I might hate it in a minute. And it will take me a moment. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's a beautiful resource. And um, I wish I knew this earlier on. I know it now. I'm learning how to express that need as well. I'm learning how to get my friends on board. 
mm. because it's not necessarily something that everyone wants to do either because it triggers the shit out of people. <laughs> you want me to tell you that you what? suck? <gasps> well, you're not going to love me, right? If I tell yeah. you... You'll reject me. You'll abandon this friendship. Yeah, yeah, exactly. To me, it's the people pleaser. Yeah. And the, the pacifier in relationship. Let's start with that. The people pleaser. We all have that in us. Well, yeah, like you can call it people pleaser. Even that triggers some people. Mm-hmm. But, no, no, but, but you know what? It's we're not a bad thing that it triggers people. Trigger people. <laughs> like I literally wrote that in the description of the podcast. <laughs> some topics will trigger you, but that's okay. Yeah. It's that's just an opportunity for you to look within. Yeah, she wants that. I do. Because <laughs> you know why? Like I just assume that people like to be triggered because I like to be triggered like you do as well. And that's why we're friends. Yeah, totally. <laughs> because I actually, I've gotten myself to a point now where I get excited mm. when something triggers me not always like immediately mm. but uh, depending on what it is sometimes it'll take me like a couple minutes sometimes it'll take me an hour to get to the point where i'm like oh okay there's something that i haven't learned about myself here mm. sometimes we think that we got it and then two weeks later we're like oh, oh fuck, it was actually I got it wrong else. <laughs> yes. yeah but the catalyst was there yeah um people please us so yes People pleaser, I feel like it's a term that's quite well known these days and you can describe it in many different ways. I like to say like, you know, it's the, the pacifier in us. It's the person or the identity or equality that doesn't want to cause conflict, that wants to make sure that they're always loved, that everybody likes them, that they're not feeling like doing anything wrong by others. So others' needs are more important than theirs yep. and they will do everything they can to maintain that for a variety of reasons and I'm not going to say that I know exactly why everyone is doing it but what I've been noticing it's usually like you said I don't want to feel rejected I really want others to validate me so I need to make sure that their needs are met so before mine yeah so they they feel like I love them Mm -hmm. and also recently I've been pondering whether it's also I'm actually really scared to do what I want to do Oh, I'm actually not sure if I can fully do what I want to do. So I'm going to stay in the people pleasing thing because it's safe because it's safe. Like, I'm not going to say no to this person because if I say no to them, I, I have, have to, to say, say yes, yes to something to me. Else. I might have to say yeah. yes to me yeah. and actually own that. And that's fucking scary to mm. do. Yeah, because <gasps> if I don't believe that I can do it, then it's like that pattern is safer because it doesn't take me out of my comfort zone. Yeah. So people pleasing and like that space of like wanting to pacify everything could potentially be for some people staying small and not sticking your head out of the dynamic and not fully saying what you think or feel in a moment and owning your greatness and owning your brilliance, going out of the tribal relationship stuff and going, I am a pioneer or whatever it is that I want to do, I'm going to do it now. And I don't actually care what anyone else thinks. Mm. I feel like that's like potentially the other side of it for some people. And I know that there will be some people listening to that side and be like, how the fuck do you get there though? Like, right? Like, especially if you've been doing the people pleasing for so long mm. now, a lot of the time it's very unconscious. Oh yeah. So like, I didn't realize I was such a big people pleaser until I started getting aware about my boundaries. Yeah. My needs. Yeah. We yeah. want to be liked. We we don't want to get into trouble. No. We want to be liked. We are always told as kids, you know, like be nice to everyone. Um, you know, don't, don't tell uncle whatever that you don't like them. Like you like them, you like them because you have to like them. Mm. And we just take it as gospel and we're like, well, we're expected to like everyone or at least try to be liked. Yeah. And that means I have to behave in a certain way, which isn't truly an integrity with me every single time. 
doesn't mean I, I want to be the opposite, be an asshole and like push everyone away. But it means that in moments where I don't want to do something, I still choose to do something else. Mm-hmm. Out of obligation. Out of obligation. Rather than actual desire. <clears throat> authentic desire. Mm. And, you know, you ask like how to get there. I think the first thing is just to recognize that maybe you are saying yes where you want to say no. Mm. Um, how or, does it feel in your body as well? Like when you do that, you know? Well, I, I'd say it's different for everyone. Yeah. For me... It feels like it's polarized. Like there's there's a part of me that wants to do something, and then there's another part that's like, oh yeah, there's I this wish, fight. I wish I could say no, but mm. now I'm like, even when I think about it or feel into what a no would be, there's a story. It's like, oh, if I say no, they will feel that, or if I say no, that means that this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. If there's a, an explanation trying to happen in your head before you even say no, maybe tune into it because. Like a friend of mine recently posted, this is amazing. She literally said, no is a full sentence. And I, I know who like, that is. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Alicia. <laughs> yeah, Alicia is awesome. Is she going to be on your podcast? Oh, I'm she pretty be. sure she's she going to be, be on my podcast. So she doesn't know yet, but <laughs> yeah, she does if she's tuning in. Yeah, no, hey, girl. <laughs> no is a full sentence and it's so powerful and it's so true because the moment we feel like it's not a yes, but we try to justify why it shouldn't be a no. Yes then there's something to investigate there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you just say no and don't really question why you're saying no. It means that there is a polarity, so get clear. Do you want to say no and you're trying to justify why you shouldn't? Or is it actually a yes, but you just need to clarify something with yourself, what else needs to happen before you say yes or mm-hmm. why are you saying yes? Yeah, Because it's nice to do something for others, right? Yes. People pleaser is this beautiful quality as well, which means I'm really generous and I really want people to feel good. Yeah. So I'm going to do nice things to them. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. If it's at an expense for you all the time, then it starts to be a bit of a... Oh. Yeah. A bit of a problem because we kind of put ourselves in a box. As you were saying that, yeah, it's so important to get clear on the stories that we attach to it because usually behind those stories, there's a truth that's mm. needing to be revealed, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and the reason why I say like tune into your body as well because usually when I am feeling obligated to do something mm. or when I really don't actually want to do something, whatever it might be, I feel like in my body, my body says no, mm. but my brain's like saying yes. And how my body re- registers a no feels so different from a yes. Mm. And when you can kind of tune into that and get used to that, mm. I've, I've found that really helpful for yeah, myself. Yeah, totally. And, you know, it takes a certain level of self-awareness and yeah. a certain level of establishing a connection with your body and your felt sense mm-hmm. um, and your feeling body. And it also can sometimes show up it's like okay I'm, I think it's still a yes and then I do it and then moments later I'm like oh fuck it was actually a no <laughs> and it's okay like to change your mind that's another thing oh that, yes that's another thing that we are actually allowed to do but we tell ourselves that we we can't mm. because then we're disappointing someone or like oh, we're, we're unreliable yeah we're flaky unreliable it's like in the moment I wasn't sure and I said yes and then it felt really bad yeah and I'm like oh mm. just if you can you know, you can still, it's like, actually, no, I, I can't do that anymore. Or yeah. like, you know what? Actually, it's a no. Mm. And it took me a moment to yeah. realize that to yourself, even let me like recognize it. Yeah. Own it. Be like, um, wow. And because you've done that, the next time it happens, you're less likely to be this flaky, unreliable person. Because That's also a story, by the way, because are you really being flaky when you're like 
correcting yourself? Are you really being flaky when you're realizing that that wasn't an integrity? Are you really being flaky when you're honestly saying that that's actually true? Oh, truth bombs. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. So again, it's a perspective of like, is this label actually real? Or is this something that I'm worried people might think? Yeah. I'm worried. People, that's what it is. Yeah. I'm worried people might think I'm flaky, yeah. but I'm not. Mm-hmm. And the way we do it with um, my friends in my circles, it's like if someone says no, we say thank you. Oh, I like that. To encourage that a no is, is a good thing, like you're looking after yourself. Um, and also to break that story that no is a bad thing and that means I'm not getting something. I'm actually getting something. I'm getting a transmission from you that you know what you want and what you don't want. Yeah. And it's not about me. And it's okay to say no. Mm. And whatever it is that I wanted from you, I can get it another time or I can get it somewhere else. Or if I get upset about it, what it is that I'm actually getting upset about. Maybe you've said no to me to this five times and I feel like you kind of maybe don't care. Maybe it's a different conversation, mm. but no itself is like, thank you. Thanks oh, for, you know, looking after yourself. I love that so much. <laughs> Did you guys just hear that? That, was, that is the best <laughs> shit ever. I am going to use that. Mm, when no. someone says no, say thank, thank you. you. Thanks for, thanks thank for, you for being mm. honest. Thank you for honoring yourself. Mm. Thank you for communicating that to me. Mm. Yeah, especially when you know that that person has maybe struggled to say that in the past you know if you know that your friend and you Mm. talk about it and that's what I want people to do like talk to your friends about your like blind spots or your say weaker sides that you're wishing to improve and grow because friends can support you on it if I know that someone has struggled with saying no and they really want to increase that quality every time they'll say no I'll be like yes yeah good on you like you go into you and I'm not going to take offense to it and I'm almost going to be even more encouraging yeah actually you've done that to me before when you were having a party here and I was like actually no I can't come I'm I've decided to work instead and you're like yes girlfriend and I was like the fuck because <laughs> my, my initial reaction was like oh okay I don't know how she's going to take this but I'm making this is a big deal for me to make this choice because normally I'd be like yeah fun party yeah overwork (laughs) (laughs) but the fact that I did that Mm. and then you met me there with a yes girlfriend you Mm. do you I was like oh my god it was so empowering and Mm. it was so so beautiful to be seen Mm. by you in that way yeah yeah I feel like I need to prop up prop up my partner here um you do you is very much his thing oh yeah um at least just the sentence itself, like the attitude is just whatever. But um, he's amazing at that, like giving people space to do whatever the hell they want to be doing. Yeah. So he would be like, you do you. That's fine. Fist bump. Um, Mad. And also this um, attitude of like cheering people on. Yeah. Whatever it is, like just cheering them on. Like, you know, hey, yeah, you just said no to something that was hard for you before. Go you. Like, you know, it's not really about me. Like you can come out. We can come out, hang out another time. Yeah. But yeah, recognizing, especially recognizing when someone's trying to do something different Mm -hmm. and not holding them to the past, like Mm. not holding them to, we'll see if that sticks. Yeah. (laughs) Like that is a shit thing to do. Yes. Don't do that. Don't do that. Or don't make it about you. Mm. You know, that's the thing that people do the most whenever Mm. someone gives them a no, they're like, oh, well, am I not good enough for you then? Or like, am I not worthy of your time? Yeah. It's like, um, even if that's still true, like making some space in between that and them and also realizing that that no 
is valid. Yes. <laughs> like it's okay for them to say no. And then maybe, and this is what I love again, like I'm going to prop up another person, an amazing yeah. friend of mine, Catherine Rollins. Her and I, the quality of our conversations are just insane. Like they're always transformative. We always find out like gold. Like we, we don't need to see each other for months and then we sit for two days and we just like blow each other's minds and hearts open. Amazing. And we're like, wow, this is the kind of friendship I want in my mm-hmm. life. I already like got lost in loving her so much. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Shout out to Catherine Rollins. <laughs> Shout out to Catherine Rollins. <laughs> what? Yeah, I've lost my train of thought. Um, it was something about talking... They used to annoy me so much when my mom would do that. It's so funny. <laughs> You're triggering me, mom. <laughs> I do the same thing. <laughs> and that's actually cool. Let's talk. go with that. It's, um, <laughs> the art of, of recognizing triggers is also the art of recognizing that potentially, not always, something that's triggering me and you, I probably do it too. Oh, yeah. Um, or I don't do it enough. Because I like looking at it that way too. It's like, oh, that person's so fucking confident. I hate when they talk about themselves all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Mm -hmm. well, it could be that they are that and they're, you know, blah, 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 whatever. But it could also be that you wish you could do that. Yes. That's a good segue to Catherine Rollins because... (laughs) Back to that. Back to that. (laughs) The reason we became friends in the first place was I got triggered by her online without knowing her in person. I love telling that story because to me it embodies what beauty lies when we look at a trigger from our side and take responsibility for our side. Um, I got triggered by something she was doing in regards to, you know, photography and offers and stuff. And I was like, oh, she's doing a thing Because is an amazing photographer for everyone who doesn't know. Thank you. Um, Yeah, and basically, like, you know, I was triggered by perceiving that as a competition. And at the time, I was really making effort to turn competition like competition into collaboration to like heal that competition wound and and what I did is like you know I looked into it I felt the things that I needed to feel I wrote a whole heap of stuff and realized what it was for me without even talking to that person here yeah, that I was triggered by and then I messaged and I was like hey let's hang out and we ended up you know talking about it and being friends and the amazing quality remained that we can be with each other and share quite vulnerably what's happening like even if something that she's doing is triggering me it's like it's not even a thing anymore it's just like oh this is discomfort in my body because you just said something I wonder what it is and then we like look at it with curiosity and we go oh I still you know I still feel that way about myself fuck okay I thought I was past that thing Mm. and then it's the encouragement on the other side and reminder of like yeah you actually have grown heaps like this is just you know another layer but Mm. it's nothing compared to what it used to be right so our friends can hold that point of reference for us as well of how much we've grown. If we get lost in our patterns and we get lost in our trigger, like that's funny that you still think that that's a big deal because you are this most of the time now. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, thanks. Yeah, they give us that reality check that we need so much sometimes because we're so caught up in the like, oh, but I haven't healed. Like especially people who are really into the inner work, mm. I find myself as well. I get really caught up in the, oh, but I need to heal this. I haven't done this. I, and like when things come up, I'm like, I thought I got past this. And it's like this expectation that I have that I should have already been able to mm. resolve it. Yeah, well, we can, get, we can get a little stuck and a little addicted, quote marks, like yeah. you know, addicted to finding more patterns. And mm-hmm. this is what um, Darren said once that really resonated with me. Um, He's like, if you're going to go looking for shit, what are you going to find? 
shit. shit. Yeah. So if you're going to go looking for the things that you do wrong, you're going to find more of the things that you do wrong. Yeah. And that really shifted my perspective on transformation and even using emotional clearing and, and the spiral. It's like, what do you want to create? Ask yourself that question. Like, what do you, what do you actually want that's good? Don't look at the shit that you do wrong. Have yeah. a positive intention and a positive like outcome that you want to create and then just deal with stuff that may come up. Don't turn back and start digging. Oh, I'm sure there's more stuff there that I've hidden it away in my psyche. It's like, well, you will find a lot of it if you really want to. But yeah. I don't know how... Con- there's always like, more. There's always more. Yeah, I don't it's know how endless. constructive that is. Yeah, true. Um, which is a perfect segue. <laughs> Speaking of Dane, shout out to Dane again. Um, for the spiral. Yes. Can you please explain to us what the spiral is? Um, I've recently gone... Yeah, I was going to ask you, what is the spiral? Well, well, look, I was trying to figure it out on the way here in the car. <laughs> I was like, Me too. <laughs> you know what? Even when people ask me, they've been like, what have you been up to? And I'm like, well, part of me wants to just be like, oh, you know, just um, letting go of old beliefs and stories that don't serve me anymore and reframing them to new ones that allow me to step into my fully empowered self so that I can live into my purpose. <laughs> Pretty much. And then a part of me is like, yeah, I've been good. Like, <laughs> I haven't been up so much. <laughs> Only just looking at some ancestral conditioning. Yeah. And just, just letting it. go of that shit. And so like, I can be more of myself. Yeah. But like becoming a totally different person at the same time. <laughs> yeah. But well, something that we didn't know that we could be, but we already are. Yeah. Um, yes. Or spiral. spiral. The spiral um, is a modality because it's actually a registered modality. It is a tool, it is a map, it is a combination of tools. Um, Dane Thomas, who created it, like, whatever it was, ages ago. (laughs) Years and years of um, experiments and putting different tools together. It's basically a program or a journey that you can take that helps you discover your limiting beliefs or deal with your limiting beliefs and your patterns and the social conditioning and the family conditioning that we all pick up as kids and helps you release emotion that is attached to some of those stories because we store emotion in our body and with doing that you liberate a lot of life force you liberate a lot of energy you liberate a lot of yourself from underneath all of that because I don't necessarily believe that you become a different person you don't you just discover who Who you actually are (laughs) under all of those shoes and masks and oh you know I've learned that one day and now I just do it all the time and I don't even question it so it's a it's a modality that uses different tools that help you um, let go of emotional baggage and let go of stories and reframe beliefs so you can feel more empowered to be who you are and care a little less about what the world potentially thinks about you and yeah step into more of your gifts and more of your greatness or whatever it is that you want to do in this life do it with more freedom and create life that you want not be the person that receives the life it's like yeah the empowerment space of like oh the world doesn't happen to you like you actually have the creative agency to create life that you desire Mm. it's it's a hard one to grasp at the start like i i struggled with it really we're like well what do you mean i get to create what i want like (laughs) no i don't and then you start slowly seeing how it works from small steps to bigger steps and you know for me Two and a half years ago, three years ago, I was nowhere where I am right now, emotionally, energetically, like spiritually, physically even. I was a completely different person in so many ways. I thought I was okay. I thought that's what life was, you know? Like it was kind of good. Like it wasn't bad. It's just what you knew. It was It was okay. Like yeah. I was doing some cool things, but I didn't believe that it 
like, you know, I didn't believe so many things that I believe now. I didn't believe that things could be easy. I didn't believe that I was good enough. I didn't believe that, you know, people were really trustworthy. I knew it on some level, but I didn't believe it. And therefore my reality reflected that. So I constantly kept like feeling that because I wasn't, tr wasn't sure whether mm. I could have it. Yeah. I didn't think that I deserved all the things that I want for myself. Um, but the main thing that I love about the spiral is that for me personally, it really unlocked so much feeling and connected me to my emotional body and connected me to my state of how it is that I interact with the world most of the time. Because even though I'm, you know, I can be quite heady and I can be quite analytical and self-reflective in my head. It's like my world is felt like I feel so much and it's awesome. And I also realized that because I connected to it, I have like unlimited resource that feeds me so much knowledge and so much reflection comes from, oh, this doesn't feel quite right. Why doesn't feel right? Okay, let's, let's, you know, feel into it a bit more and then like release that emotion be like, oh, wow, I still feel like, you know, I am this five-year-old who wants to be proved and blah, 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 all these stories, but it's not coming from a head. It's coming from my felt sense. And as soon as I feel it, there's space. It's like, oh, cool. Mm. What do I want to feel? How do I want to feel now in response to that? It's a different game. Like, <laughs> it's unbelievably different game. <laughs> and what happens, life starts to feel even more exciting because the felt sense is increased. So the capacity to be in the world with the feeling is, has increased for me. So, like, everything is, like, just, ugh, it just feels great. Yeah when you were saying that completely resonated with me too because that was one of the breakthroughs that I had with my emotional body um it just made me realize that I even had one <laughs> which is funny <laughs> now I'm even saying that I'm like nope of course you have one <laughs> your emotional body's like I've been here You're all those times yeah time. like listen girlfriend mm -hmm. um so, like, I know that there'll be people listening to this going, yeah, but how, what, what do you actually do in the spiral? Like, how does it yeah, actually gotcha. work? How would you explain that? Well, a spiral is in the simplest form. It's a seven stage process where in, it's based on a chakra system as well. So, like, modern understanding of a chakra system. And what it means is that in seven sessions, um, each session is with each chakra and there are themes associated with it. And there are core emotions that we look into um, we call it clearing, but it's essentially looking into them, feeling and finding what other emotions are potentially attached to it and what happened for you in your life. How did you learn to experience that emotion based on some conditioning? Yeah. Can you and give an example of your, one of your many, many breakthroughs? Well, the first, the first level is, is I find it, it's easy to relate to because it's a kind of conditioning that we all have and it's quite prevalent. So we look at um, shame, guilt, and dogma. So shame is the emotion that we don't want to feel, but we feel it a lot, mm -hmm. um, and it goes unnoticed. And, you know, it's essentially the, the feeling of, I am just a shit person. Like, I'm not good enough, full stop. No matter what I do, I suck at it. Mm -hmm. No matter what I want, I'm not going to get it because I'm not good enough. And there's so many stories that we tell ourselves why we're not good enough. Most of them are not real. I can really say that. Most of them are not real. They maybe used to be real because something happened to us and we decided that that's the truth, full stop. So, you know, for me, it would be something like, I had so many that it's really hard to pick one. But my experience of shame on a felt sense as well, that was actually a realization that really helped me, is 
when I experience shame, I feel really heavy. Like my body just feels like I'm in a quicksand. Like mm. I just can't get out of it. And I like it to, you know, like how I felt when I had my periods of depression. It's like I just couldn't fucking move. Like mm. couldn't get out of bed. Like it just everything felt really hard. Everything just felt like I just can't be bothered. There's a helplessness. Yeah, there's so many things. Again, like you can attach so many things yeah. to that experience of that, mm. that, that heaviness and that I'm not good enough to even get out of bed, whatever. And what it, you know, what I uncovered is that there were stories that were keeping me in that bed. It wasn't that I wanted to be there. It was something that was triggered, especially around that time um, with my family and my mom. And she was going through a hard time. And it's almost like I felt like I needed to feel that too, to feel like I'm a good daughter. It's like I'm, I should feel worse than I feel right now. And I should feel like I'm a bad person because I, I, my life is actually better than what it used to be, you know? So it was a mind twist. Like it was a big one to kind of like, whoa, how do I rotate out of this? Um, and feeling guilty on top of that. Yeah. Like I feel guilty for having the life that I have. And it's, it's bullshit because I know that she wants me to have the life that I have mm-hmm. and not feel guilty for whatever happened or didn't happen in the past. So feeling what was attached to it, recognizing it, and then knowing, okay, that's actually not true, but I gave this space, helped me move out of it, or at least of that layer. And the beauty of releasing that, it means that wherever I was feeling shame unconsciously, that's most likely not going to happen so much. So then I feel like I'm more worthy. Then Mm. I feel like I'm good enough in day-to-day things. Then I don't undercut myself or self-sabotage good things in my life because I've just shifted that vibration a bit. I don't feel guilty and ashamed of myself because whatever reason, it's like I can tackle the world a little bit differently. Yeah, because you've released. Yeah, I can get out of bed and do shit. (laughs) (laughs) In, yeah, simplest form. So coming back to, you know, what it is. So in seven weeks, first level is your root chakra, three emotions. There's lots that can come up and there's lots of feelings, but there's also opportunity to reframe beliefs. Yeah. To catch ourselves, to like catch the tail and be like, oh, wow, I don't have to feel that way. Shit. (gasps) Wow, I actually can do that. Wow. And plant a new seed. Mm. so in in the place of where we maybe had that limiting thought or self-deprecating beliefs we can reframe them feel them in the moment and plant a new seed so that from now on when we encounter something similar we can start responding differently yeah let's let's go there i was just about to segue (laughs) into the power of your stories and beliefs Mm. and the power of reframing them Mm. um and a lot of my experience from the spiral uh, just taught me how much the quality of our life depends on the quality of our beliefs and the the quality of the stories that we hold Mm. totally so based on your experience and your wisdom (laughs) i'm so so wise so wise i don't know why i keep whispering (laughs) (laughs) can you please explain what's your take well i if i was to like really make a shortcut out of this it's like if we agree that our beliefs have effect on our life then why aren't we spending our time creating an epic belief system like why mm. if we if we grasp the the concept that how we believe about our, what we believe about ourselves and what we believe about our like immediate reality is powerful and we will actually keep 
producing effects based on those beliefs like why wouldn't everyone want to spend time to create amazing mindset and amazing beliefs like i believe i can do whatever it is that i need to do i believe that people are good i believe that things come easy to me i believe that i have the awareness that i need to learn from my mistakes and never do them like you know put so many positive belief systems to really affect your reality that way the trick is if you just do it my belief (laughs) is that if we just do it on a mind level and we don't really go into the emotional and the energetic and like really subconscious yeah like tap into the the fullness of our experience we might not have the same change like the, the strength of it might not be the same and that's what the spiral i feel it's so good at is we can have a really strong mindset and we can have a really clear mind belief system about what it is that we want but our emotional body is uh uh-uh, uh, no way. Not doing that. That's not safe. I've learned that when I was three. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you that I've learned that when I was three because that's in my subconscious or like I'm so scared to even go there. So whenever I'm trying to consciously achieve something, my my emotional body is putting a handbrake on it and things are hard or things feel impossible or like every time we All try sabotage comes in. Yeah. Every time we try to do something, we just can't seem to get it. Yeah why why it's like i want that it's like well maybe there's more to it than just affirmations maybe there's more to it than just telling yourself that you are okay being successful Mm -hmm. let's go with that one Mm -hmm. i'm okay being successful i want to say i'm okay with being rich because it will trigger people (laughs) go go ahead you know I'm, i'm okay having lots of money um the stories with money are really powerful and really strong because they are tied into self worth yeah um so yeah, there's so much there actually to unpack. So how has your life changed since you realized that your life has essentially been run by your stories and your mm. beliefs? Okay, yeah, that's a good question. It's way easier to get what I want. It's way easier to accept when I don't get what I want immediately, that it's not the end of the world. How I, so? Well, because I realized that um, I'm not attached to it. Like my sense of self-worth is not based on whether I get something or don't get it. It's kind of like it's a steady, it's a steady thing. Yeah. That I am responsible for feeding and I'm responsible for nurturing. But it's if I, okay, this is a good example. Like before the spiral, I used to take photos still. Like I used to be a photographer. I mean. You are. I am a photographer. (laughs) I used to be a different kind of photographer. Okay. Anyway, so when I would take photos and post them online, I would feel very personally disappointed if it wasn't liked, right? Uh, Which I'm sure a lot of people can relate to. Totally. That's why I'm feeling it might be a good example. Yeah. And then I would feel, I wasn't aware of it fully at the time, but I would feel that that means I'm just a shit photographer, right? That one photo, (laughs) that one photo that I created didn't get as many likes and all of a sudden I'm a shit photographer like that's a big jump from one thing that I produced to my whole identity your whole entire worst yeah but it's all in my head this is actually just all happening in my head because no one has said anything oh you're a shit photographer or like that photo actually sucks even if they did I'm still like cool that's just one photo whereas back then I would be like yeah my whole self-worth was was hanging on that and what it changed now is like, I can just create work that I can feel maybe wasn't the best, but I'm like, you know what? I created it and it's awesome. I can do better. There's a difference. Mm. Or I can be like, hey, what do you think about this? I made this. And someone's like, mm, I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's not 
like this looks a bit blah blah and I can be like detach my sense of self-worth from their opinion and not feel like I need to feel destroyed now because one thing that I produced one person didn't like yeah so would you then proceed to reframing that belief or would you would would simply recognizing that belief as bullshit (laughs) be Mm. enough to just dissipate it and well, then I feel like I've done a lot of work around self-worth and a lot of, you know, emotional clearing around what it means to feel worthy and what it means to have a, you know, higher self-esteem and not feel like other people's opinion affected because that's mm. what happens a lot for me at least it happened a lot in a spiral our sense of confidence is conditioned by people's responses, right? So then we don't feel as confident because we don't want to feel those responses. So then we don't feel like we should do, you know, do really well. And we feel like we kind of like need to stay in the low self-esteem to be liked by other people. This might be a bit of a, I can see in your eyes, you're like, I lost you. No, 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 no. I'm trying to figure out how that applied to my life. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, ooh, (laughs) you just unlocked something there. (laughs) Um, So reframing a belief, I guess, answering your question, if I am noticing that one event can kick me off my self-esteem completely then it's like whoa is it actually true you know can can we really give that much power away to one person or one event mm-hmm. and sign off and be like no nah, I'm done I'm never doing that again and I used to do, do that a lot with my photography like something would go wrong and I'd be like nah I quit that's really? it because I didn't want to feel I guess the the shit you know I'm a bad whatever insert whatever whatever shit belief. identity or whatever <laughs> thing you know eject and it it took a while to clean up my beliefs around my self-worth and the worth of you know my creation and my art and realizing that they're not the same thing I can create art that's crap doesn't mean I'm crap you know it sounds really clear now but it wasn't back then yeah and in terms of reframing it might be better to have a different example so what would be a good example If I believe that every time I speak, okay, if I believe that every time I speak what I feel, I'm going to get into trouble, chances are I'm going to get into trouble because I'm going to say it in a way that I would almost unconsciously want the response. Yeah. That's bad, right? Mm -hmm. Because I believe that every time I speak something, I'm going to like enter that conversation already with the feeling of like, okay, this is going to be hard. You're not going to understand me. Yeah. I'm not going to, you know, whatever. These are all the beliefs that will be going through my system, whether consciously or unconsciously. Based on previous conditioning. Yeah. And if I say it to you now, you're going to hate it. Yeah. And I'm going to be in trouble. And now we're going to have a fight. And that also going is going to result in our friendship dissolving, right? That's a whole set of beliefs. Yeah. That actually hasn't happened yet. So if we catch ourselves in that and we do some kind of work around it, we could start by going, okay, Why do I believe that if I speak my truth, I'm going to be in trouble? And then dig a little bit. So whether it's like going back to something that we know that we've done in the past. Okay, you know, I had that fight with someone and I really said how I felt and they responded in a very shitty way and I felt really hurt. Mm. I logged that in as I should never speak my truth because people I care about will get mad at me and walk away. Mm Mm-hmm yes that sucks right dude that totally just reminded me of um one of the levels we went through when you made me realize that my discomfort towards silence oh that was a big one for me I, I i've always been very uncomfortable with silence because when i was a child 
my mom, uh, my whole family, whenever there was conflict, like we would just go into months of silent treatment. So I grew up with this belief that being silent equals someone being mad at me or me doing something wrong or equals conflict straight away. So every time someone was like, even slightly a little bit quiet, I remember in my past relationship when my ex was just like, you know, just chilling out, sitting, like just hanging out by himself, not talking, just in the zone. I'd be like, what's wrong? Mm-hmm. What's wrong? Mm-hmm. And I would have to constantly fill up that silence with talk or music or something like that in order yeah. to make myself feel comfortable because the belief of silence equals conflict, silence equals unworthiness still existed. Yeah, and it's that's the beauty, <laughs> the beauty, <laughs> so funny, of unconscious patterns and beliefs because it's like you didn't know it, right? Yeah. You're running this like a program underneath your awareness and it was making your life a little let's say intense in those moments of silence yeah but that's not because that silence was actually used against you in those moments it's just like a plus b equals c yeah and then every time i see a even if it's in a sentence triggers it or in a word that happens to have a's in it i'm like fuck now i'm triggered but i don't even know that i'm triggered and i'm acting a little crazy and now i'm causing all this stuff to happen and then two hours later i'm like why did i even say all those things that would be my experience of conflict be like i would go into something something would trigger me i wouldn't even know that i was triggered and then two hours later i would feel so ashamed and guilty and be like why did i just call my partner all these words like you know why did i just say all that i turned into someone else it didn't feel like it was me, but it was coming out of my mouth and I felt really like angry and now immediately after I feel really bad, right? So that was something that really shifted for me the first time I did it. Like I realized that I was running those patterns with people that I cared about and I wasn't okay with it anymore. I was like, I'm done doing this. I'll do whatever it takes to change it because I recognized that, you know, I don't want to live that life. I don't want to be that person that is still carrying some wounding from, you know, the way I've seen my parents talk to each other or the way I was talked to when I was younger. And I just adopted those things of like, oh, that's that's normal. That's how you do things with people you love, quote marks, yeah? Because that's how I've been raised. Or, you know, um, sometimes it's not even that obvious. Sometimes it's something like, you know, you're two years old and you want to play with a toy and somebody takes your toy away and then you cry and they tell you to stop crying. You're like... So basically when I really care about something, it's taken away from me, then I express an emotion and then I'm being told that I'm wrong for expressing it. Mm. (laughs) Now that can have application in our life everywhere. It's like, so I should not express that I like something because someone will take it away from me. And not only I should not express that I like something, when that's taken away from me, I should never express how bad that feels because I'll get into more trouble. Yeah. We're genius as little kids. Like we just create these patterns to keep ourselves safe, Mm -hmm. but they don't really apply. Well, a lot of the time they hold us back in a lot of ways. Because we're no longer two and no one is like stealing our toy (laughs) anymore, right? And you're actually very safe in a lot of the situations that your two-year-old self inside of you is like be careful yeah like protect protect, your partner chilling out and being silent it's not yeah your past you know experience with silence exactly but your emotional system is still running it as such it's like a red red flag yeah yeah the bull just sees the flag it doesn't care what else is happening it's like i am now running (laughs) this thing and i have almost no control right Mm. because the pattern is 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 on like you flip the switch yeah and then you flip the switch out of it and you're like why yeah 
so we've talked a lot about how those sorts of beliefs really don't serve you and mm-hmm. can hold you back but mm-hmm. how can people go about reframing them to more positive and empowering beliefs that support them well, I think first of all, uh, we said it like recognize that that's happening. Yep. Like I like using journaling to like really get those things out of your head so you can read it to yourself and realize how fucked some of them are. Yes. Like, yeah. Really write it down and be like, oh my God. Like I think, so first of all, what helps is adopting the curiosity approach, not kicking yourself while you're lying down, you know, like realizing that, okay, we do shit things sometimes. We run silly patterns and we make mistakes. So don't feel like you have to feel bad for it because that's like shame on top of shame yeah so silly and adopting that attitude of curiosity okay what is it happen what's happening like why why ask yourself why but like be okay with not knowing straight away just start answering you might be surprised how much you already know about this pattern if you're willing to like just listen to yourself and be honest like don't try to hide from yourself because that's if you're really wanting to change and you recognize that you are a great source of information and you are actually super emotional and intelligent and you can give yourself the answers that you need. If you just get honest with yourself, even if it fucking sucks, it's like the first time I realized it before I recognized that I needed to change some things. It was literally like looking in the, in the mirror. I was reading an article and I was reading, I recently had the time split up with a partner of mine. We were six years together and, you know, I broke up with him and I was, you know, feeling like I was unhappy and da, da, da. There was a lot going on around it. And I found myself reading this article online, bawling my eyes out. It was about narcissism and manipulative behaviors in relationship and whatever else it was, like big words. And I really wanted to blame him, but I was crying because I was seeing myself in that article. Ooh. Like I really saw that I had narcissistic tendencies, that I was manipulating him, that I wasn't fair. And that fucking hurt, but that was the honest, the most honest thing I could have done to myself at the time that mm. led me to actually wanting to fucking change because mm. I was like, that sucks. Like, why would I do that? Um, and take power back. Be like, well, I don't think that's a good thing. I don't want to treat people that way. And I don't want to feel what I feel when I do that. Like I didn't like the person that I recognized in the article. But I also knew that that wasn't the whole story, right? In that moment, I recognized there's more to me. Mm. That these, this didn't feel right. It felt like someone put cold on me in those moments. I'm like, that's not me. And I was determined to change it. But I first needed to get really honest. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I do that thing, don't I? Yeah. Well, first of all, because we need to see it to mm. be able to heal it, right? Exactly. So if you're not, and that requires self-honesty, and self-accountability and self-responsibility. Yes, right? self-responsibility. Yeah, so if you're not, one, being honest with yourself, you can't see it. And then two, if you are being honest with yourself, but you're not taking responsibility for it, you can't change it. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, I know I suck at this, but yeah, that's but it. That's that's how I am. <laughs> yeah, that's how I am. That's how I am. That's how I've always been. Yeah, and I used to say those things too. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's just how I am. And then I was like, wait a second. That's fucking That's right. a story. It is a story. And you know what? It's a really disempowering story totally. because when you accept your let's say shittiness <laughs> for lack of a better word <laughs> um when you accept your shittiness for what it is rather than taking responsibility for them then you aren't in a place where you can just be like okay well you know what i actually have the power to change it yeah 
I, I am the creator of my mm. life. I can create a different story now with this. rather Yeah, than- and that's actually realizing that story has a power, yeah? Because if I just realize that there's potentially a story running or there's like a pattern that I'm running that is has A, B, C, D effect on my life, mm. in my case, in that moment, it makes my relationships be really full of pain and unnecessary like expression of some emotion that's from the past and I'm projecting it onto my partner big time not even realizing that that's what I'm doing I am recognizing that my story has an effect right yeah so then I go okay well if this shitty story has an effect what would happen if I did everything I can to change this story into a positive one that means it will have an effect right yeah and it's sometimes a very direct change and sometimes it just takes a moment for this new pattern to like really settle in and it takes a lot of conscious effort Mm -hmm. and it takes a lot of I guess going back and forth a little bit sometimes and you're like oh fuck I did it again but it's okay because I'm determined you know it's it's like quitting a habit that's sitting in your unconscious like give yourself a fucking break you know <laughs> like you're doing great yeah. like you're winning because yeah. you're you're committed and you're determined yeah but this actually brings me beautifully to the beginning of our conversation it's like use your friends mm. as your support system use your if you have those kind of friends that are willing to go on a journey with you or your partner or your husband or whoever if you can share with them, if you, you're at that level of vulnerability, I guess, to really own something and let them help you. Yeah. Let them help you get to where you need to go and also maybe be that kind of friend for someone too. It's like if I share, this is the kind of, you know, pattern that I've been running. I find this really hard. I turn to spite when I feel, you know, insecure. Chances are if I share this with someone, they will meet me in that moment and maybe understand a little bit more why I'm being an ass right now and then will give me a chance a moment later to own it and be like, I'm sorry, I did that thing again. Because I'm, you know, even though I say I know that I'm doing it, doesn't mean that I always have the agency to constantly catch myself. That's why it's called unconscious patterns. (laughs) If I was conscious of them all the time, we wouldn't be here. (laughs) Yeah. And I I feel like the the level of like curiosity and and a little bit of lightness around it. And I said that to you, it's like play it like a game. Yeah, that's how I see it. it. It's a fucking game to me. And I get really excited. That's where like the child in me comes out. I'm like, ooh, did I just get triggered there? Oh, you fucking did, girlfriend. Like I actually talk to myself. Yeah. <laughs> like if you could record what goes on to my, in my brain, it's yeah. like, oh, did you just see that? Why did you do that? Oh, why did you feel like that? Oh, this is so interesting. Yeah, for me, it's often like I give someone advice um or you know like I'm in a session with someone and I have this realization for them and you know I I share it with them and then in that moment I'm like oh that's exactly that thing that I did two weeks ago I needed to hear that too you know like I take my own advice as well yeah that's a beautiful way actually of recognizing our own intelligence and intuition around what we need listen to your own advice yeah even if you're actually giving it to someone there's a way for turning this for yourself yeah so let's say I say to you Mike Beck you know you are really legit you should totally have this podcast because you're really amazing at what you do and you have a lot of truth to share and then I go oh I don't know if I can come on this podcast with you which is exactly what happened people because I'm not an expert and who am I and then you go well actually there's this advice that you gave gave me me. oh yeah no that's true because we run similar stories Mm -hmm. and that's another beautiful thing it's like that's why doing it together is so good because we can mirror stuff to each other and we can also support each other and be like I know I know exactly what you're talking about I literally just did that thing like it's okay we're in this together like that sort of camaraderie in 
in wanting to grow and in wanting to rise as opposed to cutting ourselves down and then bringing people down with us. Oof. Like, oh, let's not do that. Let's not get in a hole. I'm not up for that. No. <laughs> we, we, we're done with that, people. Let, let's, that was let's so 2000 and whenever. 2001. <laughs> um, but, that's, but that's it. It's like, let's just decide. You yeah. Know? Like, let's just consciously decide that my value, my highest value is growth and transformation mm. and honesty. Mm. And I don't accept, you know, anything else but it from myself. Yeah. Like I want to transform and grow and be honest with myself Mm. and I would love others to come on this journey with me and like I'm in this phase now where I'm actually asking my friends to be really honest and mirror back stuff to me because I'm in this point where I realize that there's only this much I can figure out by myself. Yeah. And I'm still running some like crappy behaviors um, and I need my friends and I need my loved ones to be in that space with me and be like, hey, can I offer you that reflection now? Mm. And then I'm like, oh, okay, brace yourself. <laughs> yes, please. And then they go, sometimes when you do that thing, that's how it makes me feel. And I really think that you do it because blah, blah, blah. Wow. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. I don't want to admit it, but you're right. Wow, that is so powerful. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's the next level of, I feel, personal development. And also strengthening relationships because giving someone that freedom to be really really honest and not feel like they're gonna be hurt yeah or in danger for saying what they feel their respect like but their perspective is yeah it's something that is uncomfortable and even right now i'm talking about it my body's like uh, yeah i can i can feel it <laughs> so that's answering your question as well it's like when something is a trigger or something is like not fully there yet it there's a contraction yeah 100 percent. that happens in the body it's like mm-hmm. oh i don't know if Resistance. i want you to yeah, i want to change so much what if they say awful things and i'll feel you know bad yeah but i i, I see it as a good thing in a way that it, it it makes me feel like i've grown enough to be in this place like i'm i am going to take it personally probably let's face it mm-hmm. um i might i am human I might feel a little bit uncomfortable or I might even feel hurt or I might not even agree with what they're saying and I might snap still. But I am no longer associating my self-worth with what everyone is saying. Therefore, I'm okay with hearing that Mm. and potentially even taking it on board. I feel a little bit like an old asshole right now that's not true. I'm struggling with this big time and that's why I'm doing it because when I know that I'm struggling with something, I should probably do more of it because that's where the growth space is. That's yeah. what you said. It's like, if I saying? don't want to do it because then I probably then I have to, to do, do it. it. Yeah, yeah. That, that's actually like what I live my life by. Like even this podcast, I was like, you girlfriend, you really don't fucking want to do this because you're just scared. Mm. Um, and when I recognized that, I was like, okay, well, because you're scared, that means you have to fucking do it now. Shit. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. Conscious combos. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, going back to being completely honest with yourself, just getting real with yourself about the stories that you tell yourself um because mm. we constantly lie to ourselves all the time let's be real with that yeah i do it you do yep, it yep 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 it's it's just the game mm. and the game i'm really good at it yeah i'm fucking like on level 500 yeah. and um when it doesn't serve us is that when we make excuses for ourselves right mm. and a big part of my growth journey has been being really quick in catching myself so seeing as it's a very important part if you are committed to your growth and committed to really getting clear like like taking all that gunk out Mm. from this headspace yeah we deserve it we all deserve it yeah how do you go about it in a way that's not so self-deprecating and so Mm. self-hating because i have found myself in the past 
when I have really been on board with like catching myself with mm. the lies mm. to get caught up in this cycle of shame, guilt, fear, and then anxiety. Well, part of me is like first maybe do this spiral. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do this spiral with Daya. Uh, yeah, for, or, yeah, sure. Um, I mean, it, it helps to untangle some of the most obvious patterns that we're running um and uh, what to do i think like how can we be kinder while doing that we already touched on that which is what is your intention Mm. like why are you wanting to look into your behavior like are you coming from a place of i really want to change because i want to be better yeah or i want to change because i suck and i need (laughs) to tell myself how bad i suck so i'm gonna show myself all the things i do wrong (laughs) make a big list put it above my bed read it every day like that (laughs) sounds like torture Mm. so if you feel like what you're doing is torture and you're making yourself feel worse Mm. stop like just stop Mm. don't change anything just stay where you are (laughs) like you'll be better off or yeah pause enough talk to someone like seeking help is good at the start like I feel like if we're really stuck having someone else's perspective on what's happening or like helping us ask the right questions this is what I love as well in the spiral it's like there's this skill in linguistically asking the right question that is either interrupting someone's pattern so this is a little bit of NLP, I believe. Interrupting someone's thought pattern. Like, is that, but without saying, you know, is that really true? But be like, what does that mean for you when you do that? Or like, how do you feel when you do that? Mm-hmm. And then it, it's the self-reflection and it breaks your pattern of like, I always do that because I need to do this and that's how I feel. And I always have it's like a stop, stop. No, that's not the right thought of like, you know, even in normal conversations when you, I feel like I just have no filter right now if I see someone being really self-deprecating mm-hmm. or putting themselves in that victimhood thing. I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm like, just do something, make a joke or like full on just call them out on the shit because it's not serving you. And you might hate me for saying it and maybe I'm breaking some boundaries. But to me, seeing you do that to yourself is worse yeah. than you hating me for saying that you're being really mean to yourself. Yeah. So having someone else's perspective to call us on why are you being so awful? Yeah. Like, why do you speak to yourself like, that would way? Would you treat someone else like that? And Probably that's classic, not. And that's the classic way of like, even if it takes five times to tell that person that they're doing that because they might not want to see it straight away because they're so used to it. Yeah. That's the reality that they know. There's a reason, there's some safety in it for them. Mm-hmm. And that's what I discover a lot. It's like, at some point, it felt good to do that because we were trying to avoid something that we perceived as danger or uncomfortable but right now we're so deep in the muck that it actually makes no sense anymore Mm. and we just keep running around in circles it's a bottomless pit of like self-hate so i'd say if you find yourself doing that like seek some help so even if it's a friend um to help you like see what's real yeah and and map it out almost like if you're really determined to change something there Mm -hmm. are so many beautiful things that we can do like there are podcasts we can listen to there are these like short workshops um on like you know self-love and breaking um negative belief Mm -hmm. patterns and like calling yourself internally on like oh that's my critic you know Mm. it's like naming your critic recognizing that voice Mm. that's a big one that you told me yeah so it's also the difference right so it's like coming back to the first thing i said it's like what is your intention for looking into your pattern Mm. what does that feel like what does that voice sound like does it sound like a friend 
oh there you are you're doing that thing again haha <laughs> you suck like see <laughs> this is another thing you do wrong haha <laughs> that sort of quality or is it like hey here's that thing again you really didn't want to do that did you <laughs> no okay well why did you do it mm. why do you think you did it it's mm. like there's a loving accepting self-forgiving self-forgiving attitude mm. and determination from that place of like okay Listen up, bitch. <laughs> We're not going to do that anymore because you are determined to be a better person. Because you deserve, you. you deserve better, yeah. you know? And I think it's like reminding ourselves of mm. that. Mm. Because if you're coming from that place of calling yourself out on bullshit, but from, like you said, not enoughness. Yeah, it's like, here's a list of things I made over the last two weeks that you did wrong. I'm going to read them out to you work. so you feel good. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like, that's shit. It's not going to work. Um, what I found really helpful is making a list of things you're proud of. Yes. Seriously. Like, how often right. do people do that? Mm. Right? Um, and I... I try to make an effort now at the end of every week, like Sunday mm. is my day. I'm like, okay, name five things that I'm proud of about myself that I did this week. Mm. And it's really nice to actually sit there and feel it though. Cause this is one thing to be like, yeah, I'm proud of this. I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that. But to sit there and really feel it in my body and be like, she's feeling it. I'm so proud right now. <laughs> well, cause this is also like, I remember that was the pattern and the thing that came up in level three around proud pride. Yeah. Of like just really acknowledging your achievements, yeah, and feeling good for it, and yeah. not feeling that whole idea of like I need to dim my shine down now, or like not acknowledge that I'm good at something yes. for the fear of whatever it is that I'm running, being judged, whole poppy syndrome, being too much, whatever it is. Um, and really just yeah, acknowledging and appreciating, appreciating our own efforts. Back to the beginning, totally. It's <laughs> it's like I have this need of feeling appreciated yeah. i can appreciate myself yeah give that to yourself stop seeking it from other people like mm. it's like it's it's a again it's a journey it's a journey but yeah. it definitely i love that you know like give yourself give yourself a pat on the back when you did it right so that would be number two so first one is if you're wanting to change some patterns yes recognize it then call yourself out on bullshit but check in with yourself who is calling you on this bullshit mm-hmm. like is this your critic I want you to feel shit voice or is this like cool we're making this decision that we're going to change some patterns and I'm going to support you lovingly in this yeah and then number three is like really become I guess clear on what it is that you want to create so you can celebrate the wins so you can be like hey I did this thing now like you know I said no and it felt good or like I'm really proud of these things that I did this week because two months ago that would be so hard and now mm. I did it and it feels amazing. Yeah, like balance that's progress. it out. Yeah, balance mm. it out with positivity. Balance it out with like doing the list of all the things that that you did right and how much you've changed. Like, yeah, we is, forget, don't we? So what's different? And you were like, oh my god, everything's different because that's that's self affirming, right? That's mm. like it's giving yourself the, the perspective, and it also puts another like layer over the old beliefs are gone. Yeah, like because this is now real. Like, yeah. look at all this, the things that I'm now creating, and mm. even if they come back from underneath the ground every now and then, you're like, mm, not true, because A B C D is happening. Yeah, that's a that's an old story. Bye. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're still here. See you later. And that's actually an, Thanks another... Thanks for popping up, yeah. for reminding me, yes. but laters. <laughs> Pretty much because, you know, we, we whatever kind of personal development or self-reflection we're doing, we're never going to get rid of something. Yeah. Like the idea of letting go isn't that it's gone forever. It's 
it's a constant practice, mm. I believe. And it means that it might come up less often or with less intensity, but feelings, emotions, and stories, you know, they're, they're there. They will say hello, but you're kind of like, oh, <laughs> here you are again. That's really funny. That's really cute that you still want me to believe that because I've already like dealt with this so much that I know that you're not real. But if you really want this space, I'm going to give you three seconds. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Bye. Or it's like, oh, ah, you're still here. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe there's still something here. Maybe I've grown enough now that I need another lesson from this story because there's something that is still pulling me back. Yeah. So there's also that as opposed to ignoring it completely and be like, nope, I've dealt with you. Yeah. I don't want to look at you anymore. Mm. Um, and that's where the self-honesty comes in again. Yeah. And yeah, also that idea reckon. of like, oh no, I've already figured it out. <laughs> I know everything about this story and I am never learning from it again. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I'm full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Word. That was it, guys. Just kidding. There is, of course, part two coming up. So don't forget to tune into that. Don't worry, I got you. If this seriously resonated with you or you think it could help someone that you know, please, please, please share it. So appreciate that. And don't forget to leave me a review on iTunes because feedback is always helpful. Love you guys. Bye.